everybody. We are back with season two, better than ever. But you know one thing that hasn't changed? We're still using Anchor. She is so fun. She's free. She's easy to use. You can record, edit, collaborate, and distribute all of your podcasts through her. So, you know, when you got a good thing going, (laughs) you don't give it up. If you're thinking about making a podcast, I know some of you are. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, I know it's late, but can you talk? Two in the Morning is an original podcast where we unabashedly explore the questions that are keeping all of us up at night. Me, Mia Brabham, and my best friend, Michael Galfetti, are two 20-somethings who've been coming together for eight years with hilarious, sometimes deep, and always honest, infinitely dimensional questions about life. Now, we're doing it with all of you. Each week, we'll both prepare a question, something we've been thinking about all week, all month, maybe even all year, and we'll talk through it. We've learned that it's not always about the answers, but sometimes just about the comfort of conversation. News? Not exactly. Therapy? Maybe. Entertainment? On accident. It's two in the morning, and it's time to talk. Hello, sleepyheads. Are you awake? Welcome to another episode of Two in the Morning. Welcome. I can't believe it is like the end of the season already. This is nuts. I'm really nervous for the end of 2020 because the year has been craptastic and it's continued to like top itself. Like you're like, oh, we've reached the bottom. Like we've reached the bottom. And then it just something else happens. So what do you think is going to happen or something? I don't know. I I don't know if it's going to be like personal or like political or what's coming, but I just don't believe that like 2020 is going to like go silently into the night. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna cause a scene you know (laughs) she's got to she's (laughs) she's like i'm not leaving without a party (laughs) and the worst party you've ever been to um i love what you said i mean i don't love it but what you said about um reaching the bottom it's like it just keeps topping itself and topping itself as we reach Mm -hmm. the bottom and I don't know. Have you ever seen the movie The Platform on Netflix? No. It's in Spanish. Oh my gosh. It's it's like a psychological thriller. And <laughs> there's like what everyone thinks is a hundred platforms. So you get sent there when you do something bad. It's not really like a prison, but it's just all these people. If you do something, you can either like choose to do X or like whatever. And it's like something really bad. Or you can go to this place for like a few months and so everyone's like I'll go here it's only a few months and then there's platforms and they think there's like a hundred of them but basically the guy the main character the protagonist shows up on this platform and he he meets like his roommate is this older guy and he's like where am I he's like you're in the platform and every day once a day there's a meal it's like this big feast that drops down because the platforms are Mm -hmm. stacked and like it drops down each level And the thing is, if you're on level 30, like you're getting everyone's leftovers because the first people are so hungry. They're just like tearing through it. And every month you wake up on a new platform. And so the guy wakes up the next time on 100 and he gets no food every day for like a month, (gasps) like scraps. And so you just never know. It's like hell. And then it's crazy because the whole time he's like, trying, it'd be like we follow him trying to make his way through. And he finds out that that there's more than 100 levels. There's like 300. No. And 2020 is the movie, The Platform. <laughs> like, just when you think you reach the bottom yeah. and you're getting the scrap, it's like, oh, no, bitch, there's 200 more levels. Wow. 
It's so true. So I'm just saying, I think I'm going to try to protect myself. I'm going to try to like not do anything super out there. But I really also at the same time, I (laughs) have been taking like the utmost COVID precautions. And I really want to like have fun uh, just like a little bit this year. Like I have PTO that is just languishing. Um, (laughs) So I'm, I'm gonna try to do something at the end of 2020, like on New Year's, like for the holiday. And I'm, I'm, but I'm going into it like eyes wide open. Like I know that it could be a disaster, but that can't, I can't let that stop me, you know? This is so depressing. So let's talk about something happy. (laughs) How special is New Year's to us? Like this is our favorite time of the year, I think. Our shared favorite time. I think so too. I mean, we've had so many good memories around this time. I literally have right here, I wrote this down. I was like, highlights of our friendship. New Year's truffle dinner. <laughs> Guys, it was the first time I ever had truffle. It was amazing. Michael's coworkers made dinner for us. Um, another one, Halloween in San Francisco when we almost had nowhere to sleep because the person <laughs> we were staying with got drunk and locked us out. And I used ketchup for blood on my costume and smelled like tomatoes all night. And people kept being like, what's that smell? That was like, story know. was transcendent because I wasn't even supposed to be there that <laughs> night. I was, we were so sad that I had to leave and we're walking down the street and American Airlines calls me and says, do you want to push your flight back? And I was like, God, hello, is this you? <laughs> I'll never forget how stressed you were because you were like, when we would call and leave, the guy was supposed to be staying with voicemails. We won't say his name. You were like, I need to come over. My work laptop is literally in your house, bitch. Like, I have to be on a flight in five minutes. I was so stressed. He'd never been up. We didn't sleep. We did, I drove from LA to San Francisco. When, it was like a five, I did a five hour drive or maybe six hours up the coast of San Francisco and then back in 24 hours. Like I drove up on a Friday or a, fr- a Saturday morning, came back Sunday morning. We were like, operating mm-hmm. on magic. There was <laughs> <laughs> operating on magic. <laughs> the freaking word. Also, another favorite highlight of our friendship was buying tampons and champagne and sitting Iconic. on the beach. Iconic. <laughs> Nothing would be better than that picture. Honestly, there is no better picture we don't have any good photos together just that picture of the tampons and the champagne people don't like us why are we telling them this they don't give a fuck anyways let's do it let's do it okay it's scary out there but way less scary together michael it's two in the morning it's time to talk talk. (laughs) (laughs) next season we'll nail it. it we'll get it Just thanks for believing in us, guys and girls and days. Thanks for still listening. You're here. Okay. So I have been so excited about this question. I've honestly overhyped it to the team. Um, But it's not even really a question. Um, It pertains to Justin Timberlake. Um, It's specific. This is the kind of thing that your brain goes at 2 a.m. when you've like are listening to a song you haven't listened to in so long and you just like have that Jimmy Neutron like brain blast 
Um, Mm -hmm. So anyways, it's about JT, but it's also about like, how do we remember these things from our past that are like problematic? And do we still listen to them? Do we still engage in them? Literally, (laughs) I was so shook when I figured this out. I've been on a journey of, and I do this occasionally, and I will listen to like their first album and I will listen to like their entire discography if I can. So I did that recently with Justin Timberlake. And (laughs) the first question is really like, why is he trying to be all races? (laughs) (laughs) The first track on his solo album, his breakout career is literally called Senorita with the tilde and all. (laughs) Oh my gosh, you're right. And I went back and I was like, wow. And it connects to like, madonna's like um what is it la isla bonita like people like these pop stars have just been stealing from like latin and black culture and i am upset about it the funniest part about this i mean it's not funny but i mean it is kind of comical when you've just like noticed this your whole life and you're like oh everybody's hip now like Mm -hmm. how you feel about it but um <laughs> when everything was popping off earlier this year, like this new peak in the Black Lives Matter movement, when like I I don't remember if Justin Timberlake said anything, but I know Justin Bieber came out was like, I'm sorry for stealing black culture and all these celebrities are all of a sudden sorry for it. I was like, this is comical. Like, thank you, but also it's 2020. Are you are you just now like everyone just suddenly apologizing for it? For some reason I feel like Justin Timberlake did, or did he not? that's what i i don't know if he has apologized or not gosh michael this is this question opens up a lot of different pandora boxes because i mean the the real i think crux of this is like what would pop culture music art do without black and hispanic culture like what would justin timberlake be like Go ahead, Mia. Please <laughs> keep going. Really, I'm trying to be really careful with my words, but it's like, what does he, as a white boy, <laughs> like, what would he have to offer? Like, what would he do? And it's just like, and then I start to think, like, okay, let's say, how could they have done it differently, right? It's like, mm-hmm. let's say he did put out this track, Senorita. It's like, J Balvin, like, could he have been on the track instead? Like, should it have been his song? Like, could Justin, should he have come out whenever he started his career? When was that like 2001? I don't know. And been like, hey, yeah, in interviews, like, been like, I'm taking influences from like the Hispanic community, the yeah, black like community. Credit people. And, would, and this is the thing though, we say we want it, but would everyone have been okay with it? We would have been like, nah, like, you shouldn't have done it in the first place. Like, would anyone actually be happy if, like, because everyone's just like, we just want the credit, but it's like, do you? Like, no, we want people, we want more black artists. We want more Hispanic artists. We want them in the mainstream, but does the mainstream want that? It's like this whole, this question just spirals into many other questions. Well, and I don't know if you've watched um, Pose this season. No, I need to watch Pose. So I haven't at all. And I love Billy. This isn't, this isn't shame. This isn't shade. It's okay. We all have shit going on um but i have Mm. so i will not give any spoilers but it's focused around like madonna's vogue when it came out so that was another like completely like kind of privileged person ripping off like black queer culture Mm. and (laughs) 
like making a song about voguing, um, which gave the gave that community. And this is like told partially through like I've watched some biopics about this, but like mainly Ryan Murphy's like fictional version. Um, so <laughs> that isn't true. Like when you're watching Pose, it is fiction. <laughs> um, but his telling of it is like it gave a lot of visibility and like opened some doors, but also like basically when a door is opened, it also like slams back and like hits you in the back at the same time. Um, Cause there's always that backlash. There's always that like, well, this person's different and they're getting more than me. And like, I'm going to hate them. I'm going to be more rude. Whereas like, mm -hmm. if you are just, you don't interact and engage with kind of like, I don't want to say the real world, but like very like, powerful people and you're not in those dominant spaces mm -hmm. i think there's less kind of like anger and animosity because less people are like plugged in or being able to see themselves as like oh well i should be on the cover of that magazine not them you know mm, that's a good point and you know what's what's so interesting too about this whole conversation at large is i was listening to this really great episode of still processing it's a podcast um, by two black new york times writers culture writers and um, they talk about culture as an entity itself and how we live in, like, it just when you completely stand back and analyze it objectively, um, we live in different pockets of culture and what's going to be, you know, timely or acceptable in one time period is not going to be acceptable in the other. And it's like, should we be mad about it or not? So, like, for example, Hamilton, like, that's the example they give in the podcast was thriving. When did that come out? Like four or five years ago was thriving. And everyone was like, wow, we are seeing like black and brown people as the founding fathers. Like we needed representation. Like they mentioned that it was the Obama period of time. So what was important to culture in that moment was representation. So that mm -hmm. musical thrived. If Hamilton came out today, 2020, it would not be the same because we're in a different period where now we're all about, I don't want to say justice, but we're more about like, um, I guess you can say justice in pointing out, like being critical and being like, yeah, Hamilton just glazes over slavery. Like literally. Okay. I had that take people, when right? it came out and I like didn't know what to do because everyone was loving it and saying it was so good. And like, mm -hmm. I was just like, is it not weird that we're just like retrofitting history and being like, oh, what if, you know, George Washington was black? And I'm like, yeah. what the fuck? Like how stupid. <laughs> Right? <laughs> like that would have never happened because slavery. Like because slavery. <laughs> Talk about it. Talk about it. I mean, I I had that take at the beginning. I was like, is it not like this is good for theater and for representation and showing that like you can create an amazing task, the cast of like black talent in Broadway. Mm -hmm. But like as far as broader outside of that in the world, I'm like, mm. <laughs> okay. Can I give you my hottest take about Hamilton based off of what you just said? Yes, Hamilton. Okay, I think of all the people I know who love Hamilton, and they're all white. Like, there, it's just white people who love. And don't get me wrong. Listen, I bop to that soundtrack. Like, I bop to that score. I should say, like, it's, a bop, it's yeah. great. It's great. But when I think about people who are like obsessed, it's white people, and it's because they love black and brown culture. And they love history. 
And so it's like their dream because it's like everything they love. They're about to find me where I live. <laughs> but um, this just made me start thinking of another thing that I always hate. Like I remember my roommate in LA and we were watching some sort of comedy show together and she was like, people are so sensitive nowadays. And I was like, what do you mean? So, you know, to be critical of what I just said about that podcast and zooming back and saying like something that's acceptable then was unacceptable now because culture required different things from art at different times. It's like, but also, was it ever right? Like when someone's like, oh, people are just being sensitive yeah. now. It's like, no, it's just like they're speaking up. It was never right to say these things. Like there's there's a line that's been crossed a lot of the times, but it's like. Who are you to say people are being too sensitive if you're not the community affected? It's so, there's so many, you know what I love about this podcast is, Michael? I don't yes. really have an answer to yes. your question. Do I love Senorita? Hell yes. Do I love Justin Bieber? Bitch, I've been watching him since I was literally 13. <laughs> like, I I don't know. That's the thing. Justin really, like, when I was doing this discography search, I was like, he really can fucking sing. Like, damn. So good. We watched his documentary last night in bed before bed. It was so good. We're getting weird at the end of the season. I love it. So you could think it's light, and then I might take it to, like, what about slavery? Like, who knows? <laughs> I'm gonna spit every episode. We're just like, guys, what about slavery? Someone talk about it. I mean, who's going to? Clearly not him. Like <laughs> so we have to. Okay, moving on to my question right after the break. My name is Jamila White, the senior producer for Two in the Morning, and I proudly interrupt this podcast to quickly put y'all on. Erica is one of my close friends from college and one of the most creative people I know. To help pass the trash year that was 2020, she started painting watercolor and acrylic pieces. Tapping back into her creative side has now led to so much more. I swear by her wire jewelry as I have the gold solstice earrings, tiger's eye ring, and a ring hugger that perfectly complements all of my fits. And she didn't stop there. She dropped a mood ring and crystal series. And because I love you all so much, I'm going to let you all in on a secret. Her crystal pendants are being exclusively sold on her Instagram, with each crystal having a different meaning from opalite, which is believed to alleviate depression and help us stay away from anxiety, to the blue gold stone, which builds energy and courage. Erica is making sure you start the year off on the best foot. So head on over to etsy.com shop slash art by Cruise Creations. Again, that is etsy.com slash shop slash art by c-r-u-z creations and use the code t-i-t-m 2021 for 15% off that's all uppercase t-i-t-m 2021 and be sure to head on over to her ig at art by cruise creations for more treat yourself this year because you know you deserve it here's my question it's perfectly timed for the end of this year and going into next year so I'm really big on memories. I love collecting them. I love thinking about them. I love making them. So my question is, how often do you actually go back and look at videos and pictures on your phone that you've taken and how will memories play out in our futures and in our kids' futures compared to our childhoods? Because I feel like my childhood was literally looking through photo mm -hmm. books and photo albums. We, we aren't going to do that. Are we going to like, <laughs> what, like show them our phone? Like how, when we become parents as a generation, Will that look to our kids? Will it be similar where we make photo books? Mm -hmm. Like, is it going to be off the phone? I've seen pins of like mommy bloggers being like, I have an email address for my kid and I just like email them all these photos of them as babies. So they have it when they get older. That's like, weird. very tech <laughs> question. Um, it's very interesting. What do you think? Um, 
I think it won't be like radically different. Like whether you're like going through a photo book or like scrolling through a computer, I think it will be relatively the same. But like, I don't know if people have the same kind of like photo maintenance that you might have with like photo books where you like kind of curate. It really bothers me when I have a bunch of like junk photos in my camera roll and I will like just start going back through and deleting them if I'm like bored or like don't have something to do or don't have internet. Um, <laughs> so yeah, airplane activity. Yes. That's what I call them. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but I, I do frequently, like I have videos on my phone that like I could open it up and watch it and it would like make me cry right now. Like I so hold on to memories digitally. I also aspirationally like to think that like, my Instagram grid, like I can scroll back through it. And I remember like where I was when I took those photos and like kind of how I felt and what stage I was in. I'm not really big on deleting, like completely erasing like a certain moment in time. Like if you scroll back through my feed, there's Mm -hmm. still pictures of like me and my ex and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like I just keep it up there because yeah, it's part of life. See, that's powerful. Is it too painful to look at? Is it not? Is it part of life? Does it not matter? I will delete some of them because it is hard. It is hard to like, just if it's filled, if it's like very populated, I will like delete some of them. But like, I will leave really important and special ones there. Like sometimes you just want to remember the moment regardless of the person because it was such an important time in your life. On the family thing, I do think we have a difference because like my family really was not about like, talking about our past (laughs) um you have pointed that out yeah so like I do have memories of like going through and looking at photo books and photo albums but like that was very like no one was around no one knew what I was doing and I didn't I wasn't like oh my gosh like what's this letter I found like what does it mean I was Mm -hmm. just like okay I'm gonna keep that to myself (laughs) Mm, so I'll ask you this Mm -hmm. then do you think it's important like if you were to have kids, do you think you would do it differently? Or do you think, what do you think about capturing Mm -hmm. this? I mean, this kind of brings up another conversation, but Dan and I were actually talking about this last week. Um, And with one of our other producers, Bia, um, when we were all together, we were talking about kids and putting them on the internet and how we're giving them a digital footprint kind of without their consent consent. And so that's why some people blur their kids' faces. Some people don't. And it's like, what is the right thing to do? Is there a right thing? I just kind of asked you 10 questions at once, but <laughs> no, it's all interesting. Yeah, it is super interesting. I think, it, I mean, it's up to every family. It just depends like how you want to raise your kid and like what you want them to think the internet is like for. And I think you have to, you know, kind of examine that and think about that while you're raising your kids. Like, do you want them to just think the internet is, you know, like a place for, or like your Instagram or Facebook or whatever is just like a place for like updates about like friends and family and stuff like that. And it's safe and it's okay to like be posting, you know, pictures of yourself or whatever, whatever regularity or cadence that you do it. Um, I kind of think personally that I would not want to send that message to my children. (laughs) I would like want to keep them offline um, for as long as possible. (laughs) Oh my God. I feel like I'm the only one who's like, I love my kids so much. I'm not going to be like posting a picture of them every day, but 
I'm just so I've been sharing my life with the internet since I was like I know. twelve. So to me, it's like it's like if I want to share something about my life, like I have nothing to hide. But it's like you're right when it's someone else's life. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Dan and I disagree. Like we don't we don't know. It's just because I'm like I'm not going to do anything to endanger them. I think. And then people will always make the point too, where they're like, well you don't want somebody coming to your house and knowing how your kid looks. And it's like, well, if they're going to come break in anyway, they're going to find your kid. <laughs> like, I don't know what a picture on the internet of them will do to make it any different. Yeah. Like, but I, I mean, I respect it. Like either way, I respect it. I don't think like one is worse than the other. But yeah. It's definitely up to each parent. Yeah, It's up to each parent. And it's just interesting because I think the way we capture memories now and the intention is so different because people take photo ops. Now they don't take, photos like it's not the same you think it's more like planned yeah it's very much like let's but i mean i guess it's one one worse than the other like you know people will set up backdrops at you know their birthday parties and events and it's like these very curated photos or they'll stand by the flowers and it's very much them 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 maybe a friend or two but then i feel like way back when or like depending on the friend you're with like michael when you would come visit me in la we were at like malibu farms and we found this shack that was like uninhabited that place was a ghost town it was so fun it was a ghost (laughs) town it was also like winter it was like december but we went in and i just took a picture of you like drinking your coffee on the couch or whatever we were drinking and like i I don't know i guess some people take photos like that but do they it's just like our memories are they just going to be us 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 (laughs) post photo op like it's just something i want to keep in mind yeah like how i start capturing memories and also i feel like sometimes i try to rebel too like i'm like everyone's just taking photo ops like i'm with my friends i'm enjoying time with them i have so many birthdays and events with i i think in the past like year or two where i don't capture anything unless someone takes pictures my phone is not mm-hmm. out and then i think about it and i'm like damn i should have been i shouldn't re- rebel so hard against that notion like cuz i think back and i'm like i don't have any pictures of yeah. that so it's like there should be some sort of balance where you are capturing moments but maybe everything is just not a curated photo op because those are going to be the things we want in 10 years like we want to remember yeah these times. i always think about like i never think about it as like through the lens of likes I'm just like, what kind of message do mm. I want to send out in the world right now with like things I like post? I'm just like, that's kind of how I think about it. And I mean, lately my Instagram is becoming just like a nature stan account um, yes. <laughs> because that is a bit soothing to me. And that's something that I want to share. I want people to get that sense of like calm and serenity from just like looking at a big ass old tree, like. She's been around and she knows things and there's a history and I I find so much solace and comfort in like watching the sunrise or sunset and going on walks and like that has been what I want to post about recently if I want to post at all. Um, And I think that if I could ask everyone to just like my (laughs) – you don't have to post like – Taking a break from Instagram was really like the best thing I did. Like one of the best things I did this year because I really like sat down and thought about like, why am I spending time on this app? Like, who am I following? What am I engaging with? Like, and what am I getting out of that? Like, what is the actual exchange that's going on here? Because before that, it wasn't really, I didn't feel like I was spending too much time on it or whatever. Like I felt like fine with it, but I never interrogated it. And like taking that time to think about basically what's happening when I'm scrolling and how I'm feeling and like what I'm actually engaging with 
was super, super helpful to me. Holy shit. <laughs> this social media masterclass by Michael, I'm going to take it again. This is amazing. Those are all such good points. And I totally agree. Honestly, let's just quarantine for like three weeks, Michael. When you get back from California, let's get a cabin somewhere. Let's leave our phones at home. Yes. And let's just like watching a sunrise and a sunset and just going on walks throughout the day and just like sitting and reading. It's a perfect life. You don't even have to talk. Let's do a silent retreat, you and me. And yeah, we won't even talk to each other. We'll just like appreciate the sunrise, sunset. Just the trees that know everything. For the record, it's it. not possible that me and I can be with each other and not talk. Just <laughs> <laughs> That's a big fantasy. Dream big. Shoot for the stars, land on the moon, or whatever the fuck they say. <laughs> Shoot for the moon, land on the stars. <laughs> Shoot for the moon, land on <laughs> Please don't. Right here with us. <laughs> I saw a TikTok the other day and it was like looking at the statistics for basically it's statistically this the statistical likelihood that there are other planets exactly like Earth in the galaxies is so high. And it is like it's impossible that there basically isn't other life. And then so sh the person was basically like, what if the aliens who do exist were like, Earth is on timeout right now. Like, no one. Yeah, <laughs> like, we're I mean, there's got to be. I always think that fiction is based on reality. Like, no one would be talking about aliens way back when. Like, no one just comes up with that, you know? And no one puts all says, I've had all these experiences if it's not real. Like, I think... I don't even know. And the fact that the way they found water on the moon, I was like, okay. okay. Or wherever, Mars, yeah. I mean. That's crazy. There's totally life out there. Oh, my gosh. I wonder if they listen to podcasts. <laughs> I wonder, too. Hi. Hello. I don't know if I want to be like, come visit or don't. I'm a little scared. I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. it's. it's <laughs> We're not going to be responsible for that. This is real tinfoil hat shit. This has been so much fun. It's been such a pleasure getting to know you all. And hopefully you aren't completely annoyed with me and I yet. Um, because there is going to be another season on the way. Well, everybody, thank you for listening. We love you. Happy New Year. We hope it's filled with so much joy and purpose and intention. Like Michael said, hop off social media if you're feeling down for just really getting to the nitty gritty of who you are and what you're doing every day. And what are you reflecting on this year? What are you looking forward to next year and next season on the show? Uh, follow us on social media at 2 in the morning and just tell us everything. We want to know your secrets, <laughs> your plans, your reflections talk to us we love talking to you thank you so much for staying up with us you can subscribe to the show on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you listen to join the two in the morning gang rate it five stars or if you're feeling really nice leave us a review and share this episode with just one person you know and if you have any leftover coffee money this week consider donating to us on cash app at two in the morning pod each month, we donate to a new organization or cause we believe in. And this month, we're donating half of all proceeds to the NDN Collective, an indigenous-led organization dedicated to building indigenous power. You can hang out with me on Twitter at Hot Mess Mia and on Instagram at Yours Truly Mia. And you can say hi to me on Twitter and Instagram at Spaghetti Galfetti with one T. And thanks for hanging out with us. Now go get some sleep and see you next Sunday.
Morning is a podcast produced by Jamila White and Bia Kasanga. Music by Brian Kim. Cover art by Madeline Younger. Subscribe for new episodes every Sunday. Sweet dreams. Sweet dreams.